Welcome. Welcome. Hi, everyone. That was my loudest, and it really got there. That was pretty good. Welcome to the podcast. 100 Games in a Funeral, baby. Yeah, we have a name. We, we didn't have a name last week, but we have a name this week. That's why we didn't say it in the episode, not even once. Go back and listen again. What we did have last week that we don't have this week is <laughs> the recording interface for our mics. So you're hearing live from the laptop. Different um, setup. The way they did it in the olden days. Low quality. Low quality. If you don't like it, turn it off. <laughs> Unsubscribe. We're not re-recording it. We don't want you. This is it. This is the quality of podcast you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> A MacBook microphone. What's going on this week? What's new? Uh, nothing's really new for me. I've been nothing. watching old shows, uh, playing old games, just trying to recapture my youth. <laughs> Living in the nostalgia. Yeah. That's my favorite place to be. Yeah. Um... I have been watching the show Velma. Velma, very hot topic. That's a that's a that's a hot, a one. spicy show. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it. I had no intention to watch it <laughs> until I saw how much everyone hated it, and then I discovered there's a term for it. It's called hate viewing. Ah, uh, you hate viewing it, and people are upset that they may be boosting the numbers. It's been given a second season because of all people thinking the hate viewing that's going on hey it, if it makes someone money I'm, I'm happy for them i'm happy for it too i don't hate the show it's a little weird some of the jokes are odd in that it seems that they uh they joke about every different type of demographic so i don't know what the target audience is because they make fun of everyone maybe it's just someone that hates everyone it could be in that case they are achieving their goal that's good <laughs> i'm happy um so it's all right. It's an okay show. Okay. As a Scooby-Doo, I wouldn't say enthusiast, but I am familiar with his work. You can say enthusiast. <laughs> the work of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo enthusiast. Yeah. It does do a few like throwback things to the cartoon, which are kind of fun. Um, but that's about it. It's okay. It's an okay show. You know what? That is a hot take in and of itself. <laughs> I, I watched one video of someone complaining about it, and I said to myself, why am I... Why am I watching this video? So I turned it off. And, you know, I'm glad that you don't have a vitriolic hatred about it. Yeah, I don't feel that way about a lot of things. But this show is just fine. Sweet. Um, I also I read this week, uh, it was a fun fact about Domino's Pizza, The Noid. Are you familiar with The Noid? I am, I am familiar with did The Noid. Did you see the story? I did not see The Noid story. So The Noid is this wacky character invented in the early 90s by Domino's Pizza. That's when all wacky characters were invented. Yes. And there was, the phrase was, avoid The Noid. So The Noid was bad. I think he stole your pizza, maybe. There was a man, Kenneth... I, don't, I can't remember his first Kenneth name. Kenneth Noid? The important thing is his last name was <laughs> Noid. Heck yeah. <laughs> and he had some mental problems, but... He held up a Domino's at gunpoint because he thought it was a campaign against him. I don't see how he wouldn't, honestly. I don't know if if you're trying to offset a negative campaign pointed towards you trying to steal pizza, you mm -hmm. should go to a pizza store and hold it up. Because yeah. I might go, he's trying to steal things. <laughs> Wait a second. It's him. But he held two employees at gunpoint, demanded some things from the police in a hostage situation, I think a book. 
He asked for a book. While reading the book, the two employees escaped. So he's not a very good whatever he was trying to do. Huh. But it was a wild story. I did not expect to read anything like That's that. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I never read that. That'd be funny if he asked for a Papa John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he was mad. He was a pizza guy. Yeah, it was just Papa John dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Kenneth Noy. <laughs> that's how he tanked Domino's. Huh. Do you like Domino's? It's all right. Some people dislike it. I have a gluten allergy, so they offer a gluten-free pizza, so... Just by default, I have to like it because it's one of my options. Mm, that's fair. Then they change. I think they've changed their recipe up recently. They may have. I don't. I don't stay up to date on pizza recipes. I do. Ha- I get the hottest pizza news. <laughs> Somehow I missed the Ke- the Kenneth Kenneth Noyd. I say Kevin Noyd, but the Kenneth Noyd story. Make sure that's his name. I don't want to get it wrong. Nah. <laughs> In case he's still alive. I, I mean, it could be a name that was yeah. made up by Papa John. I got, I got <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth Noyd. Kenneth Noyd. I like Kenneth. That's fun. Yeah, he did. He did what he thought was right. Anything uh, happening in the worldwide world of sports? Of world? Um, it's, I only stay up with the NBA topics. So, you know, that whole... Uh, what's his name with the stats juking that we were talking about oh, before? Oh, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't think anything came of that. I haven't seen any follow-up stories. But it's currently All-Star Weekend. That's good. Nothing going on. Was there a celebrity game last night? I feel like I might have seen it while I was bowling. There may have been. It's usually on a night I don't watch. I caught the Rising Stars, which catches all the uh, the new up and coming guys. Play they all play against each other. Huh. Um, Not super exciting. This hasn't been the most exciting week. No, that's if, a bummer. If you listen back to our other podcast, I did pick the winner of the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, clearly, very clearly, <laughs> my words were accurate. There's um, somewhere in there where we said the Philadelphia Eagles lost. They did lose. So that was uh, it was tough for them. I, when I watched it, I thought it was an unfair call, but uh, there were some different angles that came out. He did hold his jersey. It's just too bad that was the definitive call of the game. Yeah, I don't. I did watch as much as I could before I went to bed, which is maybe half the game. But you know, I heard all this stuff about the ref call, and it was an actual call they could make. But because they hadn't really been calling stuff the whole game, it's tough that they would call it at that point. It's sports. That's the well, that's sports, that's, baby. Hey, that's sports. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the podcast where we don't talk about sports. This is not a sports podcast. This that's, is a laptop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got for news this week. I didn't have a lot going on either. I didn't. I really didn't do much. If you're expecting exciting guys, once again, we don't find away. a different podcast. Find a different podcast. We're we're gonna talk about games. Ty, let's get into it then. The, let's games. Get into the games. Today's, this week's video game was... When we started on Defender, I mean, we had no idea it was going to be a success. I knew nothing about video games, never designed a video game. Here I was, you know, I didn't, had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, it just sucked. Defender was in production for, uh, uh, for a solid uh, year plus. Hey, Javis, when is your game going to be ready? The earliest concept was a version of Space Invaders where you could shoot in three different directions. And, you know, it just sucked. We felt that, hey, let's, uh, let's actually expand the screen, just make the screen a window into a whole universe. And, you know, it just sucked. Jarvis, where are you? You should be tip-tapping your keys on the keyboard. This buddy of mine, Steve Ritchie, says, hey, why don't you let the guy reverse <laughs> and fly the other direction? You know? <laughs> it's like, okay, why not? 
and you know, it just sucked. Fortunately, my father provided my siblings and I with most of the Williams electronic stock at a low price, and then all of a sudden Defender hit, and we became, you know, punk kids, multi-millionaires. Defender. Excellent um, pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> I held my finger up. Defender. I wanted to surprise you all. Yeah. They were probably like checking their phone real quick. What <laughs> happened with the podcast? They probably pause? skipped for 15 <laughs> seconds, realized that they skipped too far, skipped back, and had to wait. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Defender. Um, uh, arcade classic. Do you have arcade memories? Did you play in the arcade as a young lad? My best memory of an arcade machine was at the... Tex-Mex restaurant that I went to when I was a little kid. They had Mortal Kombat. And okay. I used to get quarters from my mom. You're younger than Mortal I am. Kombat. That's yeah. true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big arcade memory. I remember the Mortal Kombat machines. That was part <clears> of it. <throat> that was much later for me. But this game was in arcades in 1981. The year I was born. So I wasn't doing a lot of arcading. You probably did a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have fond arcade memories. Um, my dad would take me and my sister sometimes to Diamond J's, which is as seedy as it sounds. It sounds like a fallout location. (laughs) A real smoky pool house slash arcade. That's awesome. But my dad just enjoyed the arcade game, so we'd go there. I don't remember Defender ever. I think this is the first time I've ever played Defender, was just this past week. Wow. Yeah, I've always, it's a classic, but even when I've been to like the barcades, I've just kind of glossed over it. Yeah. For the fighting games normally. So I would imagine if you were an avid arcade goer and you started with like Pong, Pac-Man, and then you could see this machine, you'd be like, oh, here, have some quarters. Incredible. Yeah. How but, many quarters did they make back in the day? <laughs> How many did they make? <laughs> I didn't research that. I didn't research it either, but holy hell, <laughs> is this game difficult? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I got numbers on that. You want to know how many units it sold? The arcade <coughs> machine Like itself? the big machine? Yeah, hit me up. 55,000 worldwide. That's a lot. Is that a lot? That seems like a lot. I mean, we talked about Pokemon numbers, and that's a whole different era. But that was in the millions? A couple million? True, but that was individual people. This is for, I'm guessing most people were putting it in their basement. It's probably just arcades oh, yeah. that it was going into. It's being touched by thousands of grubby hands. and Little gross kid hands. <laughs> pizza smeared greasy fingers. Domino's pizza all over it. That totals 55,000 units translated to over a billion dollars. Wow. A billion dollars. In the 80s? In quarters. Not in the 80s. Oh. Highest grossing arcade games ever. Oh, so the, oh, I get what you're saying. So in total, which is still nuts to think about. That's A billion awesome. dollars in an arcade game. I should have bought a Defender Arcade. That seems like a good investment. Moneymaker at the yeah. time. Um, some other notable arcade games, also in 1981. Its competition was Donkey Kong, Frogger, Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. Pac-Man had been out. Yeah. They're on the Miss Pac-Man now. It's like uh, when Columbo got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> if you want Columbo references, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> I got the whole box set. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was impressed at the numbers. This game was really moving in quarters. I mean, like, I've always heard about it. I just never... Picked yeah. it up. I can believe it. This, I love the arcade art. 
Just a bold yellow cool. letters with the red shadow. It, it pulls me. I'm like, what am I defending? Why am I defending it? <laughs> the game never really nails that down exactly, but I do. I do feel like I am defending. There's things to defend in there. Yeah. What um, What was your initial playing experience? Was it at an arcade? It was actually my first playing experience was on a ROM online, and I went to myself. This is probably not exactly how this is supposed to feel. I did the same thing. It was a little difficult on the keyboard. Then I tried my gamepad. That was a little difficult. So I went to the nearby barcade. And wow, did that really elucidate what the game actually felt like? Yeah. And that was, so that's really my first experience playing it in that setting. Yeah, me too. I did the same on the computer. I think I was playing an Atari version, mm. which not only was uglier, but also more unwieldy to control. And I didn't like it. I was like, this is going to be a short podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. This Next game. Blows. <laughs> but the arcade was an entirely different experience. Yeah. What did you find about the arcade that was different then? Um, the first thing that I noticed was the actual controls themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I had to get used to using my pinky to uh, I think turn around. Yeah, the reverse button was so on your left hand. I'm moving up. And, and now we would go, well, you have up and down and left and right. But I guess that wasn't the concept at that point. So I was trying to move up, and then I was developing this pinky strength. It was my pinky was literally cramping up. I was like turning around. Um, was it sore the next day? Your pinky? I did have a little bit of pinky pain. I played for a good chunk of time. Um, and I think then, I was using my thumb. Maybe I had twisted my hand a little more than you. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, I I'm like this. We're doing. <laughs> Our hands are in very awkward. We're making positions. gang signs. <laughs> um, so. That was pretty difficult to like develop. My brain was hurting for a little bit. And then uh, I took an embarrassing amount of time to understand the bomb. The smart bomb. The smart There's bomb. a button marked smart bomb. That does what? Blows everything up on the just screen. Just a screen wipe. And uh, I just didn't hit it for a while. I was like, I'll figure out what that is at some point. And then when I accidentally hit it, I went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mentioned this when I played Pokemon. I do this in almost every game. If there's a thing, a potion, a bomb, a very cool thing, I hang on to them forever. I think in all of my arcade time that I played, I hit that button maybe three times. Once on purpose. You got to save it. And I I figured out where it was really useful. And Mm -hmm. that's when, and I've got the notes here because I'm going to forget the notes. When you're, I I got to the third stage. Stage three. Stage three. Did you put your initials in the game? I did not. Oh. I got to stage three. I believe there's like over five stages, but I only I got it, to three. It gets pretty annoying. And the most annoying part. Are <laughs> this those, game's annoying. The, the swarmers. So you hit like, I don't know if you, it's either the Britter or the pod. You'll hit it <laughs> and you'll shoot it. And then it'll look like tons of little swarmers will come out. And those are additional so, enemies. Yeah. And there's like six them of them that come out. The little f- red guys? Yeah. They fly right at you. Yeah. So fast. Um, so what I figured out is what you want to do is get those out and then try to shoot as many of the like motherships as you can mm-hmm. get then. them on the screen smart bomb mm. so that's how i got past stage two stage three i just i'm too old and my reflexes are too <laughs> yeah working your way to that high score though so there are some interesting things i read about the game as far as the controls at the time there was not a reliable four-way joystick mechanism huh. which is interesting because 
if we're talking about Donkey Kong, Frogger, Miss yeah. Pac-Man, I think maybe not Donkey Kong, but those other games definitely have a four-way joystick. Yeah, Pac-Man has to have a four-way joystick. So maybe this one beat all those to market, but they used just the joystick is up and down. Yeah. Your side-to-side action is controlled with a thrust button. And then the reverse button, so you're always facing right. When you hit thrust, you advance to the right. Yeah. You can reverse and then advance to the left, which was mind-blowing at the time. It's pretty, it is essentially an open world. Yeah. And by like that definition, you can really explore around. Yeah. If we're talking about Donkey Kong, that's one screen. Miss Pac-Man, one screen. Frogger, one screen. Mm. You're, the, it just keeps going. That's pretty you cool. You keep actually. flying. You yeah. turn around, go back the other way. At a certain point, you leave the earth. You go further up into space. Off the screen? Yeah. I never did that. Yeah. I think it's the third, maybe. Really? Yeah. Oh, I suck. No, it's okay. I, I played for like an hour and a half. The lady <laughs> kept coming over like, do you want anything to drink? I'm like, no. <laughs> Just here for the free video games, ma'am. <laughs> um, some other interesting things is most of the games were resolution-wise 256 by 256. Mm. A square. Yeah. Those other games follow that format. This one, they went with 320 by 256. Ooh. They wanted a little bit longer to allow for that traveling yeah. of space, and you can see more. High resolution. 16 colors. It, it really, truly, when I thought this game is from 1981, mm-hmm. I, I was pretty impressed. I can't imagine how cool that would have been to be like 12 Yeah, and see that. You really got to imagine the context, because just looking at it from anything from today's standards, it's... It's not fun to look at, but if you can put yourself <laughs> in the shoes of a 12-year-old boy in 1981, yeah. you just got off your bike, you have your pockets full of quarters, you're, oh, you're heading straight to Defender every time. One moment. Sorry, Siri. Uh, Siri wants to chime in. <clears throat> so it was a standard four colors for most games, but this game went with 16 colors, and you can really tell in the game. I should have put myself in the shoes of a 12-year-old boy when she came around like, do you want something to drink? I should have been like, that's illegal, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. Um, some other interesting things about the actual game. A, an 18-year-old self-taught programmer, Sam Dicker, uh, implemented the explosions on screen. Hmm. They were particle effects explosions. A lot of games just did like a little flash or an oh, animation yeah. that was a consistent, this yeah, is the explosion. That game... Things are flying yeah. everywhere. It's pretty awesome. And it's, uh, I don't know if algorithmic is the right word, but it's never the exact same explosion. The pieces are going in different ways each time. Is it depending on how it's hit, or is it just like a set number of animations that he... Those are good questions that I don't know the answers That's to. fine. But that, at the time, again, contextually Incredible. amazing. You want more facts? I got more now, facts. These facts are actually really great. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm just really blown away by them. Um, some other games put out by the same developer were Joust. Do you know Joust? I've not played Joust, but I've heard Joust is sweet. Ooh, if you want to ride a game where you sit atop an ostrich and charge at other people with a, a lance, that's the game for you. <laughs> Do they have Joust at the barcade? They might. It's a classic. I'm it's a one-screener. Okay. But it's that one's pretty good. Uh, Moon Patrol. I don't know if you know that one. Mm. It's purple. A lot of purple in it. But you drive like a six-wheeled buggy across some rocky terrain that one scrolls that must have been after defense. So anything else you do or do you just drive like just a... shooting uh-huh. you blast things you jump in your moon patroller uh narc do you know narc i don't uh you're a dude and you shoot dudes 
That's a that's a course. That's a staple. <laughs> Smash TV. You must have heard of. I've heard of Smash TV. A dual yeah. joystick yeah. shooting with one, moving with the other. Cruising USA. Yeah, I've heard of Cruising Williams USA. made a ton of games. Yeah, they, they made all the games. They bought one. like Midway and Bally, which is responsible uh, for I think Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And like NBA Jam, I think is under that umbrella. Wow. Tons of stuff. Um, yeah, they're just. Interesting facts when it was developed, you know, how it's side-scrolling. Other games weren't doing that. And the last interesting fact I'll share, and I'll be done with these. It was programmed to maintain a 60 hertz frame rate. It was really smooth. I didn't consider that, but these games are not 30 frames games. Yeah. They're not stuttering. It's really cruising. Wow. So in some ways, there was a regression for a while there. What did we do wrong? (laughs) <laughs> got two in the graphics sometimes yeah. you just need to defend yeah just defend that was part of it defend you there is defending you mentioned you're not sure what you're defending i think i'm defending like little uh flowers i could never really nail down what those were <laughs> that's a fair guess <laughs> they're only working with 320 by 256 so you can't put in a lot of detail i don't know how you explain the story of an arcade game other than I think later on, a lot of games next to the screen, yeah. there'd be little strips of things that may tell a story or controls. This is what the controls do. They could have just put up a little screen in the beginning. There's aliens. They're taking our precious roses. Fight them off. <laughs> some some context. Those are people, actually. Those they're people? people on a planet. And they're aliens coming to steal the people. And you got to defend them. Hence... And I'm gonna, let me look at the picture of the... <laughs> yeah. Look at these 16 squares and see how they make a person. We'll, we'll stick a picture up on our socials. Short for social I guess media. I kind of... They're green. They got a green head. Yeah, maybe a, some kind of helmet. Their arms are kind of outstretched, perhaps like a zombie. Spacesuit, I'm imagining. Huh. You really got to use your Now, that raises some questions. Are we <laughs> the invaders? Well... Hmm. Is that are we trying to protect our invading astronauts from planetary defense? In this case, when you put in your quarter, yes. But huh. you know, who's to say there's not people on a different planet putting in their quarter and they're controlling the dude's flight? The game is you're capturing people trying to fly away, but this jerk keeps shooting you. What if it's like Ender's game and it's oh, really boy. occurring every time? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So those are people. Huh. That was interesting to see all the names of all the things. Yeah. Because I don't think they're spelled out anywhere. But reading the article from Retro Gamer Magazine, where we got our list from. Top 100 games. They do. I didn't write them down. But there's names like Seekers. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got the names. I got the names. Landers. Those are the, the guys that try and steal your people. Those are guys are the easiest guys to get. Mutants. I think when a lander steals your person. Becomes a mutant. They turn into a mutant and they're much faster. Well, now that ask that's another question what is exactly a lander if it can pick up a human and become a mutant are they not <laughs> are these like living ships what is the lore of defender have you seen nope we need to i didn't watch that one yet oh well, let's not spoil it for the podcast yeah don't spoil it this two-year-old movie <laughs> <laughs> baiters i don't remember what the baiters were they look very small were those the fast little guys that really around. tracked you? Yeah, yeah i think they're actually kind of big <clears throat> comparatively to the landers okay like, bombers Yep. Those were... They throw like a white star, I believe. Oh, like they would leave mines behind. Yeah. 
pods. Those are star-shaped bad guys. I can't remember. Does a pod hold the swarmer? I'm going to guess yes. I'm just trying to remember which holds the swarmer on. Swarmer are the tiny, tiny red guys. Stinks. Dang swarmer. If you played it, you know the swarmers are bad. That was something interesting as I played. I don't know if you had... I'm sure you have other thoughts as you played through. But the precision you have to use to hit these guys... It's, it's intense. It feels like other games, Space Invaders, Asteroids, pretty precise which are the two games they tried to combine to make this game, FYI. Another fun fact, squeeze one more in there. (laughs) (laughs) Steve's fun facts. (laughs) But it's a very thin laser. You can shoot the people on accident or on purpose, but they're trying to take these people. I killed so many people. (laughs) I thought I was supposed to kill people first. I was just skimming the planet shooting (laughs) the people, which I I didn't know were people at the time. (laughs) Yeah. In your defense, you were blasting flowers. (laughs) You're playing Garden Defender. I thought it was, they were bugs. Weeds. Locusts. (laughs) So, yeah, I was missing a lot because some of the targets are very small and you got to really maximize it. Yeah. Um, Is that the aliens now? (laughs) That's, they're coming for us. (laughs) We better defend. Uh, Did you notice anything when your ship died, when you blew up? I don't think so. Did you notice a single frame of white? The entire screen? A 60 hertz single frame of white? I did not notice I swear I was close to having a seizure. (laughs) (laughs) Each time I exploded, it hit with such white intenseness. It was intense. Yeah. I I just... Maybe there was. Maybe your eyes are more like attuned than mine. Maybe. Maybe you blinked every single time. (laughs) Perfectly. Or maybe you were crying when you died. It could be I was staring so (laughs) intently at the screen that when I died, I finally allowed myself to clear the dust. That could be too. That white flash would get me every time. Huh. How did you, uh, how did you feel about like just the game as a whole? Like, was it enjoyable? Was it just difficult? What, like when you were done, you're like, that was good. Um, an overall thought I had, I enjoyed playing. Uh, I was there for maybe like 30, 35 minutes playing that game. And it felt like I was getting better each yeah. time. I did. You could put your name in if you reached a high score. That was a big arcade thing at the time. Pretty get cool. your not name, initials, three letters, any three letters. You can get real saucy with that name. <laughs> Some people did. But I was trying to get my name on the high score. Yeah. There was a weekly high score. So I was able to get my initials up there a couple times. That felt good. That's awesome. But overall, it was enjoyable. If, you know, if your options are limited at the time, that's definitely like you're going to be dropping quarters in that game. Yeah. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed playing it. It was simple, but just getting the gameplay loop down getting the like skill shots down the movement itself i definitely would have spent a lot of money in quarters which was like my next thought man if you really wanted to like get the high score in that game you must have blown money i in the 35 minutes i would say probably started over like 20 times maybe yeah. How many quarters is that? 20 quarters, obviously. <laughs> How many dollars is that? $5? Yeah. I, I would have spent $5 in 1981 money. That's, that's a Domino's That's pizza. a week's worth of pay. <laughs> I don't think it's a week's worth of pay. <laughs> it's 
But I, I was calculating that math afterwards. But I also enjoyed it. The controls were a thing where it felt like you were mastering something. Yeah. It reminded me of like, did you ever play skate? EA yes. skateboarding. Yeah. That game. Listen, I know I'm not skateboarding, but after the first few hours playing that game, my thumbs felt like they were feet on a skateboard. <laughs> I thought odds. I was doing something cool. Yeah. Also, Trials, the dirt bike game. Yeah. There's some mastery there with the throttle and leaning. It had that similar feeling of like you could really get good thrusting forward and then like carrying your momentum but flipping around and shooting an enemy, enemy, an enemy behind you. Yeah. And then flip back around and keep going. So there was like some mastery that did feel really cool about it. Really cool part was when I'd land a cool shot, mm-hmm. it reminded me of landing a cool shot in the FPS or something. Mm. I was actually like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that it, little brain. At one point I was like, yeah, get, get some. <laughs> I shouted, ah, in the middle of the barcade. You, you're thrusting in one direction, getting followed, and you turn around and pop, 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 pop. Yeah, just whip on. I was hitting the fire button really fast at one point. I was yeah. just. Yeah, that always feels cool in an arcade yeah. game. How fast can you mash the shooting button? That was fun. Um, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it more than uh, Pokemon, and I'd like to. Ooh, are we going to compare each game? I'd like each to week? get back on the Pokemon guys and say Defender. <laughs> <laughs> Defender's no, a better game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but for me, I did. I did really enjoy some parts of it, and I. I think going to the barcade, being in there, there was people all around me playing games. Hundred uh, percent. A little kid. <laughs> no, the ski ball machine is right next. It to was it. right next. To a it, little yeah. kid fell when he was trying <laughs> to do the ski ball and hurt himself and was really crying. And uh, <laughs> I just felt like I was a part of something bigger than me. There is something missing in now's gaming time of just being by yourself at your computer, at your console, whatever, and it's just you. <laughs> but the social aspect of the arcade, yeah, everyone's there having a good time. It's nice. I compared to Pokemon, if we're going to compare it, <laughs> this is something Thad did. I didn't do this. He started it. I enjoyed my time with it, albeit it was shorter, more so than Pokemon. <laughs> but obviously, overall, I think you'd probably put more time into Pokemon before you got absolutely bored of it. Yeah. Unless you're really chasing that high score in Defender. I think I'm not a driven enough person to put 10 hours into Defender. I couldn't. At about an hour or so, however long I played yeah um i was like okay cool i I totally get the game i'm not gonna i did a quick google to see how many waves there were and i'm not gonna do that there's a finite number of waves i don't know if there's a finite. i was trying to see like how many waves people had gotten to and i was seeing like wave five mentioned in some videos and i went "Eh, i'm not gonna i didn't record these notes but in wikipedia there was talk of like marathon sessions to set the high score i want to say like 33 hours and there's like, <laughs> there's different bugs you can exploit in the game. There was some way to get like a lot of extra lives. And if you got so many, then you could step away from the game. And the rate at which you died was slow enough. You could get some rest, come back to it later, keep playing. Whoa. So maybe it reset after five waves and you just kept playing. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I didn't deeply but, follow. But that's interesting. It was like speed running strats. Yeah, there were insane strategies huh one mention that you could do a simpleton like us yeah 
it was a programming bug, but when you thrusted far enough across the screen that an enemy fell off the screen on either side, the programming caused the enemy to then run away from you. So when they're on the screen, they kind of go towards you. But if you got them off the screen, they would go away from you. And you could kind of manipulate that into getting a bunch of them grouped up, running away from you. And you whip around, just blast them all off Ooh. screen. Deep strats of Defender. Professional. <laughs> so people have been min-maxing games as long as they've been out. Huh? Yes, as long as they've been out. Yeah. Interesting. Which is a whole different topic. It's a whole but, different topic. And uh, I would like to apologize to all Pokemon enjoyers. Absolutely. Sincerest apology. They're definitely sitting there like, these guys don't even have mics. <laughs> they're, telling, they're telling me what game's better than Pokemon. <laughs> I got my Pokemon Listen, transfer cable. I'm going to throw my Bulbasaur at you if you're not careful. <laughs> I like that. I'm Mafia Pokemon guy. <laughs> hey, we got to get these Bulbasaurs. <laughs> they're killing us over there. Got an army of Charmanders. <laughs> Listen, I got a love, whole warehouse full of Charmanders. <laughs> I got to get rid of them. I got to move these Charmanders. <laughs> if you love Pokemon, that's great. Love it. Keep loving it. Try Defender. I encourage you. Find Go a barcade. Try Defender. Don't even compare the two. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do weekly comparisons. Nah. Um, did you want assign some kind of award to the game? I, I intended to last week. But oh, we yeah. Um, yeah, I will give it... I should ask you before we're recording. No, it's good. I, I, I want to leave a nice big pause On the spot, yeah. I want to give it the game I most wish I had played in 1981 with a Domino's Pizza next yeah. to me. Yeah, And my boys. And Kenneth Noyd Kenneth. slowly <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Noyd over at the other side of the arcade watching the TV just going, I don't <laughs> like dominoes i like papa john's <laughs> i'm annoyed uh, that's a good award i i think i felt similarly like it's the game i most wish i would have been of age at the time because yeah. i think it would have been really cool to go into the arcade and see that shiny and new and try to master the, those controls with my tiny little 12 year old hands yeah but those are times we'll never uh get back or have again they're gone forever so we're all careening towards the <laughs> Hundred games in a funeral, baby. Hundred games in a funeral. <laughs> um, final thoughts, Defender. Can you can you see its impact? I do. I do. Could you imagine you, a world of we, video games with no scrolling, no. single screen video games only forever? I mean, it could be good. We'd probably all be a little healthier doing <laughs> outside activities. We would have all stopped playing video games. We wouldn't be in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you mentioned the. And I kind of realized it almost is an open world for that day. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool advancement. Very impressive contextually. I'm sure they would have figured it out eventually. Yeah. But, you know, lots of big name side-scrolling games. Um, I don't know if they broke that mold, but certainly expanded what we could do with video games. Absolutely. Important. 99 on the list. Deserves to be there. Yep. So. Defender. Go play it. Go play Defender. Defend those people or flowers, whatever you think they are. What do you need them to be? If you shoot them and you feel bad, they're flowers. <laughs> it's a game open to interpretation. And it's definitely not a real thing happening on a real planet somewhere. <laughs> You're definitely no, not. It's not Ender's Gaming. Yeah. Anywhere. Nope. All right. Um, next week, what do we got? You don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you. <laughs> that was a good question. <laughs> next week's game, number 98 on the list is Civilization Four. Oh, sweet. Sid Meier Classic. Okay. I have not played this game up to now. 
I've never done a deep dive on a, on a Civ game at all. Okay. So we're going to touch some new area. This is good. I'm getting old. I feel like this is the time to get into civilization and just play that a couple hours a day. Okay. Well, see how many hours you can get in before next week. I'll try it out. We'll hit you next week on the podcast. Peace out. Adios. <laughs> we're deleting those. Bye-bye. Cool guy podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, uh...